Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Good evening, dear listeners. Tonight's guest is Daryl Poe, the founder and director of the Clifton Film Celebration, which will be held November 10th through the 12th in beautiful Clifton, Virginia. And yours truly will host the awards ceremony on Sunday, November 12th at 7 p.m. The address is 12641 Chapel Road, Clifton, Virginia. And you can find out more by searching Clifton Film Celebration on Facebook or Eventbrite. I see Daryl is on the line. Let me bring him on the air. Daryl, welcome to the program. Hey, William, can you hear me okay? Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Of course, thanks for having me. All right. So talk about how you work with the Clifton Arts Council to bring this event about. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, I've been working with the town of Clifton um, for – I've been living here since 2003, um, and my family has owned a home in town for a long, long time. I got involved with the local town council uh, about five or six years ago, uh, got involved with the Arts Council, and I now chair the Arts Council. Um, and, and the performing arts has always been a passion of mine. Um, uh, going way back, my, my wife is uh, an actor, and uh, her and I have worked together on theater and film. And so it's always been a passion of mine, and, and I, uh, I felt like this is sort of a, a wonderful venue for those types of things. And there really wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, so I brought some live theater to town, um, and then a couple of years ago, uh, a very generous local business, Tart Lumber, uh, donated a, um, a projection screen to the town hall, um, to the to the uh, the town council, and the town hall is our facility. So uh, I, you know, sort of light bulb went off, and I thought, you know, wow, a film festival would be fantastic um, right here in town. And so over the past three years, I've been developing the idea. Um, and uh, through the, the hard work of some very good friends of mine, um, you know, we've finally been able to to get it off the ground. And this is our first year. We are uh, we're just ecstatic uh, to be bringing this festival to the community and um, you know giving an audience to some some really fantastic films. Yeah, Daryl, because you know you've received film submissions from overseas. I mean, did you expect to have such a wide swath of submissions? Uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, it's sort of like, uh, you know, you, they say, if you build it, they will come. Um, yeah. and so I was really just like, you know, let's, let's put it out there. We partnered exclusively with film freeway for submissions and film freeway does a, a fantastic job, um, both for filmmakers and for festival, uh, runners. So they really do provide a streamlined platform for evaluating films and providing, um, ratings for your films. So the, the judges panel that I assembled for the festival, um, you know, just they love the interface and, and uh, found it incredibly user-friendly. So 
uh, we'll be sticking with Film Freeway for the foreseeable future uh, on on taking in submissions. Um, and yeah, that, that really did eliminate a lot of the overhead. It made it very, uh, very, very easy, um, you know, to, to take submissions. And uh, we did some, um, you know, some social media advertising to, to kind of push the signal out there. But um, a, a lot of this was just through networking and word of mouth, uh, you know, really sort of uh, myself and my, my producing partners for the festival pushing out through our networks and, and you know, spreading the word. Um, so, you know, but, but we were, we got some surprises here, some films from like Australia, from Iran, uh, from, you know, all, all parts throughout Europe, uh, you know, so very, very, very cool films. Fantastic. So you, you have to talk about the Do the Thing Award. How'd that come about? <laughs> so Do the Thing has, I mean, I, I don't think I invented it. I didn't coin the term myself, but I certainly co-opted it. Um, it's really just, it's, it's an ideal that I try to live up to myself. Um, you know, I, uh, and this, this festival itself is sort of a, an exercise in that, right? It was, Hey, that would be a great idea. And rather than wait for somebody else to do it, I decided to do it. Right. Just, I don't know if you can hear the train in the background. That's just part of the local That's okay. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, if, if you have an idea, if you have a, a, a thing you want to accomplish, do it. Don't wait for somebody to give you permission. Don't wait to be invited to do it. Do the thing, uh, whatever it is. And, 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 you know, it's a philosophy I try to live throughout my life. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, art in particular and, and filmmaking specifically, uh, the Do the Thing Award is really about, you know, uh, to me, it's any film that gets completed and, and you get a final cut um, and you ship the product is worth celebrating. Um, and there are, uh, you know, a selection of films in this festival that I feel, um, you know, they really just kind of sit out to me as, you know, I could see in the production process there could have been any number of reasons for these filmmakers to just, you know, you know what, I tried really hard uh, and I just can't, I, I just can't finish it and I walk away. And most of the people in their lives would have understood uh, why they walked away from the project or why they just couldn't, couldn't complete it, but they did it anyway. They finished it. They did the thing. Um, and, and to me, that's worth recognition. Even if their films aren't perfect, the, every film in this festival, I feel it has value and is, is, is wonderful. And I, I am proud to display them on the screen here for our audiences. Um, and no film is perfect by any means. Uh, but these four films, um, Face Them by Liz Gamaz, uh, Split by Tyrell Coleman, um, uh, Till Death Do Us Part, uh, and I'm going to butcher Michael's last name. Uh, I'm sorry, Michael, if you're listening. Part, let me find uh, Michael Trojanowski, uh, and then uh, Black Gold, the trail to uh, Trail to Standing Rock is it's a documentary. Um, Amy uh, McCorkle, just some fantastic filmmakers, and they they really they they exemplified what it means to me in my life, and that's why I want to recognize them. Um, yeah, and it, it's it, you know just against all odds, against uh, you know maybe your better judgment. Sometimes you step yeah. forward, you do the thing, see it through. You know. Amen, amen. So now, Daryl, you got to talk about some of the interesting films that will be shown. I mean, and there's so many. Uh, I mean, you've got uh, films like uh, Black Cat, uh, Farewell to Arms. I mean, what are some of the other films you're going to be showing? Sure, sure. So uh, real quickly, uh, Farewell to Arms, as as you know, is from 1932. It's it's not competing. Right, right. It's, a, it's, a, it's an exhibition screening. Helen Hayes used to own a house here in Clifton. 
Um, and uh-huh. so, you know, we're sort of tying it into the local community um, by screening that on our opening night. It's a, a remastered version uh, of A Farewell to Arms. Um, but some of the other films in this festival, uh, a film uh, called The Circle uh, stars Ryan, uh, Ryan Felipe, um, mm. we know from Crash, The Way of the Gun. Um, he's a well-known actor. This is a 10-minute film, beautiful story, very well executed. And what's, what's amazing about this film is the entire film was shot using a drone. Every wow. single frame film was shot on a drone. And it is when you see it and you realize that, it was amazing. And I'll tell you, the first time I watched this film, I didn't know that. I knew there were some drone shots. And, I, and you can, you know, some of the shots you can recognize that's done with a drone. Um, but, but when I found out that every single frame in the film was shot on a drone, it blew my mind. And that, that to me is amazing. We actually have an award category for best use of a drone. Um, and the circle is nominated in that category. We had some other fantastic films that, that made good use of drones as well. Um, see another great film is uh, a film called Annie Waits. This is out of the United Kingdom. April Kelly, uh, stars in the film and, and I believe she directed it as well. Uh, about a young woman who's, uh, you know, dealing sort of with, uh, you know, romantic life. It's a short film, about 15 minutes long. Um, tells a really wonderful story, um, you know. And, and that's, to me, you know, film is such a wonderful medium to be able to tell these stories. I, I've spent a lot of time working in theater, and there's so much effort that goes into producing a live play, and there's something magical yeah. about the quality of live theater. Um, but there's something equally magical about film, uh, and I'm just so proud to be able to bring these films to the screen here in Clifton. And, and you mentioned uh, Ryan Felipe. Uh, so did you try to reach out to celebrities to make appearances? No, I probably should have. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, I, I, we, we did, uh, I did some targeted outreach among my network to solicit films to the festival. Um, but a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the submissions we got were completely unsolicited. As far as appearing at the festival itself, I have, I have yet to reach out to Graham Greene or Peter Mullen or Ryan Felipe. I, you know, I, I don't, um, we're a small town and it's, this is a, you know, it's our first year and, you know, it's a humble festival and I want, I want the filmmakers to come out and support the festival and I want the audience to come and enjoy the films. Um, but I, I do want to, you know, I, I, no, I haven't reached out to Ryan uh, Felipe or any any of the other celebrities yet to to get them to make an appearance. We don't have much room for a red carpet, although there will be a a step and repeat banner so people can do selfies. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep it humble. Keep it humble. That's yeah. So, yeah. talk about the name. I mean, why did you go with the name Celebration and not Festival? Um, that's a, a good question, um, and if you've done any research, you probably know that there is uh, another event called the Clifton Film Fest. Uh, it's been around, I think, 2018 will be their 10-year anniversary, um, and it's a shorts festival, uh, and it actually, uh, they screen at the Lorton uh, Arts Center um, in, in Lorton. They, they originated here in Clifton, and the founders of the festival live in Clifton, um, but at the time, there really wasn't a great venue. They were screening outdoors for the first couple of years, and that just became problematic. Um, so they moved the festival out of town. Um, so the name Clifton Film Festival, I felt, was just, it would have, there would have been too much confusion, and I didn't want to step on what they were doing. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, we went through some iterations, my, my producing partners and I, on, on what we should call the thing. And uh, Clifton Film Celebration is where we landed. I, you know, the idea is to celebrate independent film. Um, so we're, we're making it a celebration. Um, you know, we're going to have our, our opening night party, 
uh, starts at 6 p.m. Uh, at the venue. We'll have uh, beer and wine. We'll have um, I'll be playing trailers from local films that may or may not be screening in the festival. So uh, a, a call out to local filmmakers. If you have a trailer for your project and you didn't make our submission deadline, shoot me an email, give me your link, and I will try to get your trailer into our loop. Um, I, I want to do what I can to promote, uh, you know, the local artists. So, uh, but yeah, and you know, we'll have, uh, you know, meet and greet, we'll screen a farewell to arms and then we'll have a block of documentaries, uh, that evening as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about your career. I know you produced, uh, the quantum suicide of Sophie Miller. And, uh, as a producer, talk about some of the things you had to do to pull that together. Oh boy. Um, well, as, as m- many of your listeners know, making a movie is a, is a Herculean feat, whether you have, uh, you know, a thousand dollars or, you know, a hundred million dollars to shoot a film. It's, it's, uh, it's quite a feat. Uh, we had a very tight budget. We, we fundraised, uh, through GoFundMe about, uh, $8,500 and, uh, Riverbend Films supplied the remainder of the funding. Um, but it's, I mean, and, and as a producer on a film, at least my role, uh, it was really defined that the talented people that really know how to do stuff and get them onto our team and, and just kind of help make sure that all the boxes are getting checked that every day, uh, we're on set that, you know, we have all the things that we need to have, but it, it's really about getting the talented people that, that are that have far more talent than myself onto the team and, and rowing in the same direction. Um, we had some incredibly talented artists putting together costumes and, and designing sets, um, Diane Ward and Shannon Skodacek were our, our, our directors uh, on the film, and they made a, a fantastic team, um, designed some really incredible props and set pieces for us. Um, we had uh, several folks that were working on location scouting, and, and for me, again, it was just kind of managing those pieces and, you know, um, sort of managing the teams. So that, that, that was really my role. And then and also to promote the, the fundraiser so we could, you know, crowdfund as much of the, the, the budget as we could, so. Yeah, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Now yeah. I know you've done a lot of, lot of theater. So uh, for years, talk about some of your yeah. favorite roles. Uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm not an actor. I, I try to stay off the stage and behind the camera um, as much as possible. So um, I have produced and directed theater. Um, uh, probably one of my favorite experiences was, was uh, directing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Prince William Little Theater uh, at the Gregory. Uh, the uh, it's part of the George Mason campus in Prince William County. Uh, it was a, a, a great experience. I had a, a wonderful cast and a production crew that, that really helped to pull that together. And as with many of the projects I work on, you know, my job was really to just get the talented people in the room and on the team and, and get everybody rowing in the same direction and get out of their way. Um, Colby Mills, uh, who played McMurphy was, uh, amazing. He's one of my favorite actors to work with. Um, my wife uh, played Nurse Ratched, Alexia uh, Poe. She played Nurse Ratched, and I thought she did a great job, um, and she got some great reviews for it. So uh, it was, you know, it, it, just a great experience. It's a wonderful script, uh, and, you know, we had a good time with it. Yeah, and then uh, the, the fun doesn't stop there. Uh, I know that you're organizing or producing this thing called Shake Skeletons. You got that coming up uh <laughs> I believe this weekend. <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah, that's, so actually, uh, Shake Skeletons is is will be a sketch in the Clifton Haunted Trail. The Clifton Haunted Trail is one of the uh, best 
Halloween attractions in Northern Virginia. It's happening Saturday night, the 28th, here in the town of Clifton. Uh, you can go to cliftonhauntedtrail.com, look us up on Facebook. Tickets are still available. Uh, it is eight acres of terror in the woods. So we have a, a little park right outside of our town here. It's about a half-mile walk through the woods, and we, we move in Friday evening and start building. Uh, and we, I mean, I think we have 25 or 26 groups that are involved this year. They all bring their own sketches, their own materials, their own horror scenes and put them together. We're going to have Pennywise the Clown will make an appearance. Um, we will have uh, uh, Jack from The Shining to make an appearance. Uh, and, of course, local legend, the Bunny Man, uh, will be there uh, in, in all his regalia. Uh, so that that's going to be fun. Um, and if you love Halloween, you like getting scared, uh, you know, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if this is appropriate to brag about, but we've had adults have uh, require a change of pants coming out of the trail. Um, and, <laughs> and our performers are not allowed to make contact. So if that, that should give you an idea of how, uh, how scary it really is. We can't touch you. And, uh, you know, we can make grown men wet themselves. So come on out, enjoy yourself, <laughs> have a good time. Uh, it, it's going to be a blast. That sounds pretty intense. That sounds pretty intense. <laughs> so I want to pull back into uh, producing and, and pulling things together on that subject. Talk a little bit about advice you would give to would-be producers. Um, well, all of my experience, uh, in producing, whether whether it be theater or film, has been of the very low-budget variety. Um, and a very good friend of mine, Alex Zavistovich, uh, who founded Molotov Theater Group, um, put it in, in better words than I ever could. Um, we can't afford to pay you very much, but we can at least make sure that you have a good time while you're here. And that has, uh, while he put it in those words for me, that kind of crystallized the way I try to operate. When I'm on set, I want to have a positive attitude, I want to keep everybody upbeat and, and limit conflict um, as much as possible. It's difficult when you have a lot of creative people and oftentimes they're, you know, alpha personalities, conflict is, is natural part of, it's a natural part of the collaborative process. Um, it, but being able to, you know, bring that offline so that it doesn't affect the group and it keeps everybody, you know, the, the, the group in a, moving in a positive direction and, you know, keeps folks with a positive attitude. That's always been my, you know, my thing. I, if we can't afford to pay you, I want to at least make sure that you're enjoying yourself while you're doing this uh, and that you know that your efforts are appreciated. You can't say thank you too many times. You know, you can't show somebody too much appreciation for what they're doing for you. Um, and that's, that's been a philosophy I try to live by. And that's, you know, anybody out there that's looking to, uh, you know, get into producing film or theater or, or any type of artistic endeavor, um, you know, you're you, you're going to be asking favors of people. You're asking people to, to work for you, and oftentimes, uh, you know, you're not in a position to pay them very much money or, or at all. So keep that in mind. These aren't employees. These are volunteers, uh, and, and you know, treat them as such. Make, make sure they know how much you appreciate the work that they're doing and, and what they're contributing to the overall product. product. Um, you know, the, the films that I've worked on, uh, I was the least talented person involved. There's no question about it. I'm, you know, the least artistically talented person involved in any of those projects. And there only happened because very talented people gave of themselves. And I'm eternally grateful for that. And I try to bring that attitude and, and, and communicate that to the folks that I work with um, on any of these projects. It's, it's, it's the result of their hard work and their effort. I'm just helping to steer the ship, you know. That's right. That's right. 
And uh, as far as directing, what would you say your style is? Are you more uh, hands-on? Are you just uh, more or less letting you let your actors like solve their own problems? So uh, I've always felt that you know, eighty percent of good directing is casting. Um, and if, so if you can get talented actors in the roles, if you can get the right actors in the right parts, um, most of your job is done. And then really the job, if it's theater, the job is to make sure that the audience gets the story, that they can see everybody, hear everybody, and they understand what's going on. Um, and whether that's in a line reading or, you know, how, how an actor delivers a line or what direction they're facing when they deliver the line or what emphasis, uh, the, you know, what word the emphasis is being placed on. Those, you know, at that point it becomes technical and it's nuts and bolts. Um, I have a, an, an overall sort of uh, vision, obviously, from a production design stance. So I'll work with, um, you know, my set designers and my costumers on the look and the aesthetic quality that I have. Um, but as I've said before, you know, the, the, you know, casting both in actors and in pulling the right team together is the bulk of the job. So if, if I'm, if I want to do something, I want to do it right. So I'm going to get a talented set designer and I'm going to have a meeting with them and talk about what I'd like to see. And then I have to trust them, do their work and bring their creative energy to the project. Um, especially when you're doing regional theater, um, community theater, uh, independent film, the more you can allow these artists to put themselves into the work, the better the finished product is going to be. And you have to let go of that, any ego about, you know, your own vision, right? I want to have a guiding mm. principle. I want to have an idea. But you have to be able to, to set your ego aside and allow the artist to create, the artist that you brought on board. If you trust them to bring them onto the team, you have to trust them to put themselves into the work and bring their artistry to, to bear and trust that it's going to, you know, enhance the finished product. And I'll tell you, it's any production I've been involved in, that's been my experience, whether, um, you know, just working as a production assistant on, on the Ninjas Versus movies with Endline Entertainment and Justin Tim Payne, um, seeing the, the talented people that he brought onto those productions to do costuming, to do prop uh, building and, and makeup, you know, he wasn't micromanaging people. He brought talented people on board and, and let them do their, their work. And I learned a lot just from seeing that happen. Um, you know, and, and that, that's the approach I try to take. You know, if, I, if I've cast you in a role as an actor, I'm going to trust you to, to find the character and to bring the story to the audience. Um, and if, if you're not able to bring the story to the audience, that's my failure. If, if the audience isn't getting the story or isn't feeling what they should be feeling, that's a failure on my part. Um, you know, that's how I see it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. You got there's got to be trust, and uh, you know, you gotta you gotta choose the right personnel across the board. Yeah. So earlier you, you talked a little bit about uh, having fun sets. What are some of the ways you keep sets fun? <laughs> um, you know, again, it goes back to you know getting the right people on the team, um, and and identifying when things will go bad. I've kind of developed a, a, a sixth sense for when someone has reached their limit and they're about to snap and having a knack for, you know, sort of separating them, you know, find a corner to, 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 to pull them out to find a, you know, get, get them away from the group and have, let them have their breakdown, hear them out and then talk them back off the ledge or talk them, you know, okay, I understand you're frustrated. I understand things aren't working the way you want them to. 
you know, vet that, and now let's figure out where we go from here. What do we have? What do we need? What's next? Um, and by and large, if you have creative people that are invested in the project and, and you're allowing them to bring themselves to the work and put their own art into the work, the fun is sort of organic from there because everyone enjoys what they're doing. Theoretically, they're here and they're working on this project because they want to be. Um, and so as long as you can, you know, really just manage damage control and keep, keep the negative attitudes sort of uh, at bay, that's, that's really the trick. Um, I also, you know, I, 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 the refrain of it, I love all you beautiful people. I probably said that a thousand times on the set of Quantum Suicide. <laughs> nice. I, I, I'll show up on set and I'll say, it's great to see everybody. I love all you beautiful people. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And it was, it's just a refrain, um, you know, and it's true. It, it is absolutely true. I love each and every one of the people that put themselves into that, that film. Uh, I'm looking forward to putting it in front of an audience on Sunday uh, so folks can see it. Um, I, I was on the judging panel, but I abstained from, from reviewing that film as part of the adjudication process. Um, and that was a policy for anyone on the judging panel. If they you know, were a producer on a film, uh, they weren't allowed to rate that film. Um, and I just felt like that was the only fair way to handle it. Uh, my network is, you know, a lot of filmmakers from the area. So putting together a judging panel, you're going to have a lot of local filmmakers. They're going to know people in projects. They're going to be related to the project. So I just felt that was the only fair way to handle it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, um, that, that's how I keep it fun. It, you know, keep, keep a, a positive attitude, tell people how much you appreciate them and keep the, the negative attitudes at bay. That's right. And then speaking of your judges, what kind of uh, pitch did you put out there to uh, convince people to serve? So we had we have uh, a um, an, an adjudication panel, and it really, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I, I offered to pay judges to evaluate films. Um, so they they get X amount for every film they evaluate, and that comes out of the submission fee from the filmmaker. Um, so it, it you know. I wanted to have their time and I wanted their attention. And honestly, you know, uh, in this day and age, everyone's busy and watching, you know, several dozen films and deciding which ones get to be in the festival is not an enviable task for anyone. And I felt like if, if I'm, if these filmmakers are paying to submit to my festival, um, some of that money should go to the judges that are spending the time and investing in watching um, the film. So, um, but really it's about, you know, I wanted, I wanted movie lovers. I wanted folks that knew the industry. So when they were watching, they, you know, they can, um, you know, they can enjoy the film, but they can also see what's happening behind the camera and allow that, you know, uh, take that into account when they're rating these films. So, um, but if, since, uh, since I've sort of launched the, the PR campaign around this, I've, uh, I've had a lot of interest in, uh, you know, being involved in next year's festival. So I, man I, I, I am planning to have a much larger uh, adjudication panel uh, for next year. Um, hopefully we'll see uh, even more wonderful submissions, um, and we'll have uh, uh, a, a, a larger uh, administration committee as well. Uh, this has been, uh, you know, I have a web developer, and I have someone, you know, helping me administer the Film Freeway account. Um, but from an administration, administrative perspective, there's, you know, a lot of this is resting on my shoulders. This has been my vision um, and, and my project. So I, you know, I want to bring more people into the, into the fold now that I've sort of proven the format. So if we have a successful event, we'll be greenlit for next year and I can begin 
and building a, a team to help me pull this off next year and, and really scale things up. Yeah, what are some of the other lessons that you've learned that you can carry into next year? Uh, in terms of uh, the film festival itself? Um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, a big part of pulling off any sort of – this is a, this, this event, um, while it is a celebration of independent film and independent artists, it's, a, it's effectively a fundraiser uh, for the town of Clifton. Um, and a big part of raising funds for an event like this and raising funds for the town uh, is, is bringing on sponsors. Um, and so I'm going to get started with that much earlier. Uh, I'm looking to recruit a, uh, a chair for the fundraising committee uh, to, to, you know, go out to local businesses. Um, you know, we did really well. I've got about a dozen sponsors this year, um, and, uh, and I'm very proud of having, having been able to do that. Uh, but I, I'm looking to, to step that up. And the more sponsors we get, the more cool things we can do um, in terms of, you know, uh, having multiple screens. You know, this year everything's screening in one venue on one screen. Um, you know, there, it's, it's conceivable that next year we might have two venues. Uh, and there is another venue in town uh, that could serve as a screening venue for us. Um, you know, if, looking down the road five years, we could have, you know, multiple venues throughout town. Um, and, and so, you know, those are, as I look forward, those are, are the kinds of things I'm thinking about. Um, and, and to me, uh, the big learning there is if I had started earlier with sponsorship, some of that stuff may have been, you know, I may have been able to realize some of that stuff this year, take away and, and, and we add to next year. Um, you know, I, I, I want to have, uh, another, another aspect, uh, is the awards categories. So I want to do uh, more with the awards categories. I want to be able to recognize more of the artists that put themselves into these films and, and in unique ways. Um, so, uh, like, you know, for example, this year I, I was able to get my head together enough to say, hey, let's put a, a category in there for drone use because drones are becoming more and more critical to filmmaking and they're becoming more and more accessible to independent filmmakers. Let's recognize the talented operators that, that put these drone shots together uh, that, have, that have taken the initiative. They're, they're, you know, sort of on the bleeding edge of technology. They're the early adopters that have learned how to use this technology in a cinematic way. Let's recognize that. Um, and so, so look for more of that stuff next year, um, some more interesting awards categories um, and, and recognizing some of the, uh, you know, unsung heroes of independent film. Yeah, yeah. Now this next question kind uh, of put you on the spot a little bit here, so just think about <laughs> it a little bit. Uh, you don't have to be uh, precise, but if you could advertise the Clifton Film Celebration in a tweet, how would you advertise it? If I can advertise it, uh, what was that last thing? In a tweet. Yeah, on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, 140 characters or less. Yeah. Um, I can pull my Twitter feed up and see what I've written on there. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of cheating a little bit. (laughs) I guess it is. I guess it is. Uh, at Film Depot, at Film DPOE, if you're listening. Um, no, uh, I mean, it's to me, it's celebrating independent film in historic Clifton, Virginia. Um, we, we have a beautiful little town here. It's an oasis in Fairfax County. Um, when, you, when you drive into Clifton, Virginia, you feel like you've entered a time warp, um, you know, because it's, it's really the only rural area left in Northern Virginia, um, in this part of Northern Virginia. And it's 
15 minutes from Centerville, it's 15 minutes from Burke, it's 15 minutes from Fairfax and the hustle and bustle in, in the city of Fairfax. Uh, but it's, you know, it's just, it, it's almost like Mayberry. You know, you cross railroad tracks, we only have a couple stop signs, no traffic lights. Um, so it really is a, you know, sort of a quaint getaway. So to me, it's, it's celebrating independent film in historic Virginia, uh, Eclipse in Virginia. If you, you know, if you love independent film, come on out, check us out. You can find us on Eventbrite. Awesome. That is awesome. Okay, okay. Uh, Daryl, we're getting ready to wrap up here. So uh, talk a little bit about how filmmakers can uh, contact you so they can get their trailers viewed. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, the email address for the Clifton Arts Council is cliftonartscouncil at gmail.com. So send me a link to your trailer. Uh, and like I said, I'm assembling – uh, we've got about a two-hour block from when the the opening night party kicks off at 6 p.m. till we screen um, a farewell to arms at 8 p.m. And I want to fill that time with as many of your trailers as possible. I'm going to burn them all to a DVD and play it on a loop uh, while we're all, you know, meeting and greeting. And I want them playing on the screen. I want people to see your work. So uh, if if you didn't get your film finished in time to submit it to the festival this year, uh, that's okay. If you have a trailer that's, that's you know that you want to show off, you know please send it to me. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, you know I'm, I'm Daryl Poe. I'm not like hidden or anything. So you can find me there, or you can find the Clifton Film Celebration, or, or the Clifton Arts Council, um, or you can email us cliftonartscouncil at gmail.com. Send us send us your trailers, and we will we will put them out there. I do want to give a shout out to some local filmmakers um, sure. that are in the festival. Uh, Carlisle Stewart, uh, uh, awesome movie called As You Like It. It's a uh, an adaptation of William Shakespeare's play set in the contemporary West with an all-male cast. Um, so really an interesting challenge to take on. This also stars Graham Greene. You, you would know from uh, Dances with Wolves and many, many other things, Defiance on Sci-Fi from a few years ago. Um, yeah, great yeah. Actor. So really, this is a really interesting project. It's going to be screening Sunday morning um, at 10. Uh, It's for our theater lovers, so come out and check it out. Um, Carlisle Stewart is from the area. Um, We also have uh, Tyrell Coleman. I want to to give a shout-out to Tyrell uh, and his film Split. He worked with three young actors on this film, uh, sort of took them on as his mentors, and and this this film was uh, created as part of his mentor-mentee relationship with these kids and what he was able to do. Uh, with these young actors, uh, what he was able to pull off. That's that's why they got nominated for the Do the Thing Award. Um, also, one of his cast got nom- nominated for Best Young Performer. Um, really just amazing, and I love what Tyrell's doing in the community, uh, supporting independent films, so I want to give him a shout-out. Fantastic, man. Yeah, Graham Greene, because he got a, a gender-bending Western out there. Wow, that's that'd be something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it'll it, 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 it's it's really a, a cool film to watch. Um, you know, nice. also uh, have to give I have to give some love to my growth media family. Uh, a clean exit. Uh, so it's an award-winning film, and this is their East Coast premiere um, on Saturday night. Nice. in the eight o'clock. Uh, Clint and Darla, love you guys and, and what you're doing for independent film in the region. Um, if you haven't checked out Growth Media or any of their films, you know, check them out. Uh, in addition to a clean exit, which will screen here, they've got 
uh, that guy with a shotgun, uh, a, a number of different shorts. And they're really just an, an, the, the Shotgun Mythos web series. Kind of put them on the map. Uh, see if you've heard of Shotgun Mythos, uh, Clinton yes, Dollar. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a clean exit. It, it was fantastic. And uh, Clint's actually been on the show before. Yes, awesome. very, yeah, amazing filmmaker. Man, I really do admire your energy. You know, it's been a pleasure, Daryl. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, best of luck to you. Oh, thank you, William. Thanks for having me on. I uh, love the show, and I uh, just appreciate you giving me the time. Fantastic. Okay, man, have a great night. Take care. Okay, bye. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Night. Under the dark, you pacify me. Hold my breath. Take me down, I won't fight. Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my death Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you I wasn't living before you came Now I'm seeing myself in you Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.